I don't know how WWE fumbled the bag so badly. Like, after Mania, or even, like, after night one of Mania. Yeah. Man. Like, they had, I mean, they were having, like, so much momentum. WWE was, like, so hot and, like, freaking, um, like, entering the new year. Yes, they were competing with the AEW and all that, you know. And yes, the product was still somewhat shambolic with, like, you know, some gems and stuff here and there. But Night 1 was so good. Well, I wouldn't even say it's so good, but, like, for WWE standards, it was a really good show. It was a really good showing. Especially with, um, especially with, like, the match between, um, same, between the team of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and the team of the, of the Usos. That was, like, you know, that was a really good moment, and, um, I'm happy that Kevin got, well, I'm happy that Kevin and Sami got their WrestleMania moment. Albeit it was a participation trophy, but, eh, you know, it's still valid. But, night two... They had the triple threat match. And that triple threat match for the IC championship between Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and fucking Sheamus. It was good. It was so perfect. Like Kenta Kabashi would be proud. Kensuke Sasaki would be proud. It was it it's like it was so good and then they just ruined everything with, like, the main event. And the main event wasn't even a bad match. It's just that the wrong guy won. Which... Or... Did he? But... Yeah. I mean, it was, you know... Like, night two was a bit of a letdown. But, like, I'll let that result slide. Even though... You know, even though, like, there's a, you know, it's it's built up. It's like, is Cody going to be, um, you know, finishing his story and, and all? I'll let that slide. Or I would have let it slide. But then now you have, um, I don't know, man. But now, like, I don't know. <sighs> like, the Raw after Mania, it was just, it was bad. It was just so bad. And, like, Vince is in charge now. He's back in charge of creative, and, like, he's basically gonna drag the company back into the mud. It's... it's just bad. It's just bad. But... now... On the flip side of that, you got AW. And, like, AW, like... I thought they were gonna, you know... I thought they were gonna do, like, the whole Sephiroth sword thing and, like, try to, like, not necessarily kill off WWE, but kill off, like, the hopes of WWE and trying to, and, and like, trying to compete with AEW. You know, they kind of succeeded that, but they kind of failed in that, too. But they're having a show in London. Yes, the same. Yes, like the Sammy Guevara segment, like after his match against command, after his match against Commander, would just like it wasn't necessary or like you know it was like the wrong crowd and stuff, but it wasn't necessary, or at least I think it's not necessary, or I don't think it was necessary in a Long Island crowd, and yeah, I get it. 
I get it that MJF is from Long Island. He's the king of Long Island. And, like, you know, he should get his flowers and whatnot, but he did not need a whole musical number. He did not need a whole musical number. But it is but it is what it is. And, like, I like this build-up. Well, the part of, like, building up, you know, MJF and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Or Jungle Man Jack Perry. Um, yeah. I like that. And I think it should be, and I think it should be a match. I'd rather book that instead of the Fatal 4-Way. Because the story's not focused between MJF and Jungle and Jungle Jack Perry. Jungle Man Jack Perry. So, there's that. And, well, the Blackpool Combat Club, well, they have to, well, they have to save the show. They have to save the show. They had a squash match and stuff. And, uh, and, like, yeah, you know, they beat the crap out of them, they beat the crap out of, like, you know, the local jobbers, and they murder Hangman on television. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say murder here, because, you know, you can get it canceled for, like, the, you know, the easiest stuff and all that type of stuff, but hey, it is what it is. FTR won the belts against the guns, and... I think the most important part of the show... Oh yeah, Riho and um, Jamie Hayter, they wrestled a good match. Really good match. I like it. Um, I personally... I honestly... I personally like the... Um, you know, I like that match. It was a good match. It was like a very clean match. There wasn't... They just let them cook. Tony let them cook. They, Tony let Jamie and Riho wrestle. And I appreciate that. And AEW, to me, with all their faults... They're more appreciative towards women's wrestling. Or at least Tony Khan is... Well, Tony Khan in general is more appreciative towards women's wrestling. Unlike WWE. And I I know, Pol- I know like Triple H. I know Hunter. I know Polvec. They try to... He tries to be appreciative of women's wrestling, but... At the end of the day, it's uh, at the end of the day, he's not gonna do too much for women's wrestling, or he's gonna do little, because at the end of the day, he's not really in charge of women's wrestling, and like Stephanie's outside of the company. I think, um, I think at the end of the day, this is like Vince's company, and Vince the, and like Vince and Bruce Pritchard and like the old guard over there, they don't give a fuck about women's wrestling. And that's just how it is. So, yeah. But the biggest fumble, but the biggest fumble is with Jay White for WWE. Ah, uh, fuck. People who were like, basically, people were just. So, I mean, many people were just so sure that Jay White was going to sign with the with WWE. I personally just couldn't see that. If I may have said it before on like here in this platform, I mean I'll be I mean I'll be the first one I'll be like one of the ones to say that I'm wrong and I'm a dunce. But I don't know, man. I don't think like Jay White necessarily fits the mold of like WWE. And that's for the better. And there's and like Jay White already got connections to Here he got connections with um, with Tony Khan. 
and like I'm pretty sure that uh I'm pretty sure that Tony Khan he signed with him, you know. I mean he talked with what Jay White immediately after so, I mean somewhat like close after um what Battle of the Valley in um in San Jose. And uh, Tony Khan made, and I think like Jay White and Tony Khan, they talked and they made themselves a deal. And so Jay White entered like you know the ones in like the Wednesday, um, the Wednesday night Dynamite after Ring of, I mean after Raw, after WrestleMania, after WrestleMania, and he made his debut. And well, Bullet Club in AEW is becoming a thing. And honestly, like it's good for AEW. And I think it's better for, you know, for Bull Club as a whole. Because, um, because like, Jay White is just, like, you know, putting Jay White in, like, a, what, a North American version of Bull Club is what Bull Club needs. So, yeah. And, like, Ring of Honor, like, Ring of Honor, it was good. It, it was a good show. I like Ring of Honor. They're putting up good matches and whatnot. Um... But yeah, now you see like one company or at least one promoter or at least one businessman doing everything and like just doing everything for like the fans and all that shit. Well, not necessarily everything, but he's doing more for the fans. He's doing so much to the point that there's a show in London, in Wembley, 90,000 90, capacity. It could be, you know... Like, by the time All In is going to happen, which they've announced it on Wednesday with, you know, with Nigel McGinnis, another great signing. And uh, and Adam Cole was there along with Tony. Three guys. Three great, three great guys, you know. All appreciative. Like, two of them were part of, like, you know, the history of Ring of Honor. And uh, one, the current guy of Ring of Honor. The one, the current guy of Ring of Honor, um... They announced that they announced that you know AW is gonna do all in in London and Wembley, ninety thousand, ninety thousand seats, but uh, it could be higher, it could be lower, you know. They could put ninety five thousand, it could be like less. They're gonna have they're gonna have a good audience for that show. They're gonna have they're gonna have a good audience. I do have a few worries of like. You know, having all in and then afterwards having all out and stuff. And travel, of course, you know, you're going to, like, AW's going to spend, like, some time in the summer over in Canada. Traveling, traveling all across, I mean, traveling all across the Great White North, eh? Yeah, they're going to be traveling all across the Great White North, eh? So, <laughs> trying to speak in a bit of a Canadian accent there, don't you know? Uh, but, yeah. They're going to be, but yeah, AW this summer, they're going to, you know, they're going to be traveling all, all across the Great White North. And then, like, weeks later, after they're done in Canada, they're going to be, oh yeah, they're also having Forbidden Door in Canada, in Toronto. Then they're having their tour, and then they're probably going to be, in, they're probably going to stay in North America for like a few, few more weeks. And then they go to all, they go to all in. They're going to have, like, you know, they're going to have a show in London. And they're probably going to have another show over, like, the Craven Cottage or Fulham Place. And they're going to and they're gonna have that. And, like, and they're going to have All Out in Chicago. Probably the United Center. Probably where, like, the DePaul Blue Demons play over at, like, the Wintrust Arena. You know, anywhere. But 
and yeah, I got my problems in like scheduling because you're gonna have your wrestlers, you know, be jet lagged, be tired, be exhausted. But at the end of the day, AEW cares more about professional wrestling than Vince McMahon does. And I know there's people in WWE that care about professional wrestling. I know that. It's just that like AW's probably gonna AW Ring of Honor, anything that Tony Khan owns, AW Ring of Ring of Honor, they care more about like, you know, putting up the best wrestling product and like also the you know also just like giving fans good stories, good good programming and all and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah. Now we're gonna see like AW hopefully they run away with or it could be RH. AW and or RH probably gonna run away with as like the best wrestling promotion in North America. And WWE just like, you know, they're gonna have to like find their mojo back. I mean, it's like I mean like this is like kind of an awesome I'm gonna close that out on this. It's just like WWE is basically Austin Powers when he lost his mojo at the beginning of the second Austin Powers movie. Like, and WWE right now, they're like, you know, going through the whole experience of saying, Crikey, I just lost my mojo. You know, and they have to get their mojo back. I mean, I think they will eventually, but I just I just hope AEW runs away I hope AEW runs away from, from from the competition. I hope Ring of Honor runs away from the competition. And yeah, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. It's just like another quick episode of Romp and Stomp Wrestling Podcast. Romp and Stomp Wrestling Podcast and more. This is just Romp and Stomp and Thoughts. That's all. Yeah, you know the th- drill. I'm Black Hat Sammy. You're ho- you're, I'm Black. Yeah. Outro. I'm Black Hat Sammy. You can follow me on Instagram. Doesn't matter which page you you follow. And yeah, this is just my romp and stomp and thoughts on wrestling. And yeah, I guess I'll catch you guys on the other side of the of the the other side of the bar. Yeah, I'll catch you guys then. In the meantime, I'll go to speakeasy. Take care. Be safe. Love ya. Bye bye.